This is the Tuesday, January 18th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in. We'll set you up in 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more. I know you'll be happy. Everything you need to know heading into uh, today's betting action. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated fantasy app. With that being said, Aaron Dolan and Anita Marks, the ladies are holding down the fort yet again. Yes. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, I was just telling Anita before the podcast. I didn't know I had work today, so here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And and I'm I I got my booster yesterday, so I'm I'm feeling. You got her bur- booster. Feeling- I thought it was Wednesday. This is the true playoff <laughs> brain fog. <laughs> I'm not feeling 100%, but we're here for you anyway. Let's dive into it, Aaron. We're going to talk NBA. We'll talk about the NFL lines that are already out in regard to the weekend slate. And I have some golf plays for you. Week three of the golf season uh, is the American Express. So buckle up, as we like to say here on Daily Wager. So Aaron, first and foremost, Minnesota at the Knicks. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves favored by three. The over-under is 213, 214 in some places. Mm-hmm. How are you playing this? Yeah, so this line keeps moving in favor of Minnesota. It was minus one last night. Um, I'm looking at the New York Knicks team total under 105 and a half. Now, I know Minnesota allows 109 points to opponents, but you have a New York Knicks team that yesterday lost to the Hornets 97 to 87. So they only put up 87 points against the Hornets team that ranks 29th on defense, which is terrible. Now, the Knicks are going to be on a back-to-back. They're 5-6 and six ATS on a back-to-back, and they only average 100 points per game on a back-to-back. Plus, in the last five games, they've only averaged 100 points. So I do like the New York Knicks team total under 105.5. Another play that I like is the Minnesota Timberwolves' first half spread, minus 1.5. It's actually um, plus money right now that I'm seeing it at. But they're 24 and 17 ATS in that first half, which is the sixth best mark in the league, as opposed to the New York Knicks, who are terrible in the first half, 18 and 25. So those are the two plays that I like for that first game. So I'm, as you know, I I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. So I'm I'm probably a Tyler Fulgham driver away from the stadium. Um, I'm sure he'd love to hear that. So um, here I'm I'm gonna play Minnesota. They lost to the Knicks in December. Um, but they were not fully staffed that over under that game was 184. I'm also going to play the over here at 213. The Timberwolves over on the road has hit 15, 15 and six. Uh, also Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota really bad against three point shooters. So there's a few prop bets here that I like as well. So again, game play, I'm going to take Minnesota minus three. I like the over at 213. Prop bets, I'm going to take Fournier over three-point shooting at two and a half. So I do believe that he'll at least bang out three three-pointers from behind the arc. Also, D'Angelo Russell over points and assists at 24 and a half. The Knicks are allowing point guards to score 27 points and seven assists a game. And again, as we know, their defense, not what it was as it was last year. And also... I know you a few times, like you're all over towns. I'm surprised towns yeah. over, over under 22 and a half points. I'm going over here. Uh, so, uh, so towns over 22 and a half points, Russell over 24 and a half points and assist and Fournier over three pointers at two and a half. So a few prop bets that I like in this matchup. Okay. I love it. Detroit at Golden State. It's a big number to lay and yeah. that's 15 and a half 
Over-unders at 217. My play here is, I know it's a big number, but Detroit is so bad. They gave up 135 points to the Suns, 133 points to the Bulls. I know no Draymond Green for the Warriors, but I'm still going to lay the points at minus 15 and a half. That's my play here. What you got? Oh, I hate both these games today. Like the, I just have no motivation to even do research, but here I am. All right. The over <laughs> is 8-2-1 and one in Detroit's last 11 games as a double-digit underdog, so keep that in mind. The Warriors also struggling recently against the spread, 3-7 and seven ATS in their last 10 games. Meanwhile, as we talked about, the Pistons are terrible. They failed to cover in three straight road games as well. This isn't player prop that I like, and I know that this is a little controversial considering Steph Curry's hand is currently sore and he didn't play last game but I do like his over points of 25 and a half. He has been struggling in the month of January. He's only averaging 19 points. That is unlike Steph Curry, but all the competition that he has played in the month of January has been intense. You have the Cavs, Memphis, Heat, Utah, um, Grizzlies. I, I don't know if I already said them. Bucks. All this tough competition in terms of defense. The Detroit Pistons, terrible. They should be able to put up a lot of points. So for that reason, I do like Steph Curry over 25 and a half points. All right, let's turn our attention to the NFL. And we've got four games on the slate for this weekend. Can't wait because let's be honest, Aaron, this past weekend was a absolute dud, especially last night. I mean, (laughs) all the favorites just like crushing it. It's so, uh, it's just not something I, uh, you know, was expecting. I I mean, but beyond that, like four of the six games were horrible. I don't know about you. I I turned them off at the half. I'm like, done oh I'm i didn't done. watch last night's game about the half i was like okay this is okay what does that say? what does that say what does that say you know what it says maybe this 18 game schedule extra playoff team you know i'm with all due respect i know you know you're an eagles fan but like did the eagles and the, and the steelers really deserve to get into the postseason no i, I, I mean so. i agree with you it so was kind of just like a wash of a game and then you just run the risk of players getting injured. I don't know if I like the 18 game schedule. It's throwing me off a little bit, not going to lie. 18 game schedule and then of course uh, the extra uh playoff team which again, I just I does this Pittsburgh and Philadelphia deserve to get in? I don't know. Anyway, uh we've got four really great games that I'm excited for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Cincinnati and Tennessee. Tennessee favored by three and a half. The over under here is at 47. What are some of the nuggets you've uncovered for this matchup? Yeah, I think what's interesting is you're going to have the Titans and the Green Bay Packers coming off the bye, and teams coming off the bye are 7-3 and against the spread in the last three seasons in the playoffs. I mean, the Titans, considering Derrick Henry is going to be back, that's going to be interesting, potentially a high-scoring game. Um, I know that's the first game of the weekend, but I think – you know, the Saturday night game 49ers Packers is definitely going to be the one of more interest, especially since the Packers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl and also the favorite to win the NFC. Um, I mean, we've seen the biggest line movement so far on that game. The 49ers have moved from four and a half point dogs to five and a half point dogs. And the Niners are good with Jimmy G as a starter on the road, six and three against the spread. And they've played three times with Jimmy G as a starter against the Packers, including one playoff win. And in those games, Jimmy G has gone two and one straight up and against the spread. But all of those were not at Lambeau Field. This is Jimmy G's first career start at Lambeau Field. It is going to be freezing cold. I was looking up the temperatures 10 minutes ago. Low of 6 degrees, wind chill around 0. Wind's not that bad, 10 to 20 miles per hour. But I do think that weather could potentially be an X factor in this, considering two games on the road, they actually got the win over Dallas, which is absolutely insane, considering the second half of that game and everything that had happened. Um, I just think the weather is going to be pretty tough for that one out of all four games. I know we kind of talked about this last week, like how does weather impact it out of the games this weekend? I think that weather could definitely be a factor in this one at Lambeau Field. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't placed any bets as of yet. And that's not very characteristic of me. I like to get, I'd like to get on the lines early, but a few things mm-hmm. here. Um, and number one, Tennessee favored by three and a half Tennessee, these teams, Tennessee and, and Cincinnati pretty equal. Tennessee's defense is the best unit that is going to take the field. Cincinnati's defense 31st on first down. What does that mean? Especially with Derrick Henry back active and attractive does not bode well for Cincinnati. So I do believe Tennessee wins. I don't like the hook. If you want to buy the hook down, you can get it at minus 135, minus 140. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll support you on that. But I do believe that this game will come down to uh, a, a touchdown. So I'm also mm-hmm. going to play Cincinnati in a two-team six-point teaser, and I'll tease them up where it is right now, obviously, at plus nine and a half. In regards to the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay favored by six, over-unders at 47 and a half. You touched on it, Aaron, weather conditions, no bueno, not going to be good. But Green Bay's defense, 28th against the run. And we're seeing what Kyle Shanahan's been able to do with Debo Samuel, which has been otherworldly. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait. It's really important that Nick Mosa and Fred Warner do play. I'm going to see what what is their, what is their status as we get closer, of course, to game time. Um, but as of right now, I'm leaning towards the, the 49ers getting the six. I also like the under at 47 and a half, again, because of the weather conditions. And I think this is a good spot to tease the 49ers up to plus 12. For the Rams and the Bucks, the Bucks are favored by two and a half. The over-unders at 48 and a half. Don, Aaron Donald, last time they went up against the, uh, the Bucks, he got three sacks on Tom Brady. Keep in mind, Tom Brady only has 19 sacks this season in the regular season. Unbelievable. But the injuries to the offensive line, Aaron, are going to be crucial. Werfs as well as Ryan Jensen. Ryan Jensen, to me, more concerning at the center spot because Tom Brady doesn't he, he doesn't scramble. He likes that clean inner circle pocket against Aaron Donald coming in through the interior of that defensive line. That's going to be key. So I'm going to keep an eye on is Werfs going to play? How is Ryan? I do expect Jensen to play. Yeah. But, you know, will he be 100%? I'm leaning towards the Rams here. At plus two and a half, again, if you want to buy them up to plus three, ain't going to be mad at you. Do you have any yeah. you have, you have any side right now in that Rams-Bucks game right now? Uh, no side just yet in that. But one thing I did want to note, Tom Brady was sacked four times uh, against the Eagles last game. Mm-hmm. So going against a Rams team that is prone <laughs> to sacking quarterbacks, especially after what we saw last night, um, that's going to be potentially a struggle. You know, this is playoff Tom Brady. But considering how bad the – or excuse me, how good the Rams looked last night, and we're able to get out to that hot start. Um, that concerns me a little bit. But I also think at the same time, some of these teams that have played, I think it was just the other team is definitely exposed. Like the Cardinals were def- last night exposed for who they really were. They weren't great down the stretch. And then we talked about this a little bit um, before, just the Bucks playing the Eagles. The Eagles probably didn't even deserve to be there. And I'm an Eagles fan saying that. Same thing with the Steelers, the fact that they even played the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I mean? So we're not really having the best sample size against some of these teams. I mean, all these games are going to be so good. Um, but I think I'd be looking at that total for the next game, that night game, which is super exciting, that Sunday night football game, the Bills and Kansas City. I mean, that's the highest total on the board for this weekend. It opened 55. I've seen it dip slightly to 54 and a half. Um, but I just wanted to mention, this is the sixth divisional round game that opened at 55 plus, including the Chiefs Brown game, Browns game at 56 last year. And then three others were in the last, uh, or two others, excuse me, were in the last three years. So we're seeing those totals start getting posted higher and higher, especially for teams that are just so great on offense, like the Chiefs and Bills. 
So that last game, the Bills in Kansas City, Kansas City is favored by two. I'm leaning towards Kansas City. Why? No Tredavious White. And when the Bills go up against quarterbacks, subpar quarterbacks, okay, you don't see the loss of Tredavious White on the defensive side of the ball. But the last good quarterback that they went up against without Tredavious White was Tom Brady. And that offense put up 488 yards. Also, Tyler Bass, field goal kicker for the Bills, has been struggling as of late. So Kansas City is going to have the edge in the kicking game. Weather conditions are not going to be good in Kansas City. Not as bad as Lambeau, but still not good. And Josh Allen has been near perfect. PFF has him with 26 turnover-worthy plays um, in, 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 like in the last five weeks. So – yeah. You know, and, and, and those turnovers haven't, you know, developed into anything but turnover worthy plays. I just don't know if Josh Allen is going to play as well as we've seen him play his last two games against the Patriots, especially in those cold weather conditions. So, again, mm-hmm. right now I'm leaning towards Kansas City, especially at home, minus two. And I hate to say that because full disclosure, Aaron, uh, the Bills over the Rams was my pre-Super Bowl pick on Daily Wager. So, oh, wow. Um, you know, I know. So obviously I would love for my pre-Super Bowl pick to come true. But I, I do have some major concerns, especially without Tredavious White against Patrick Mahomes. Any final thoughts on the NFL slate before we move on to uh, golf? I'm excited for the NFL slate. That's about all I have to say about that. I know throughout the rest of the week, we'll be making even more picks, deep diving into the analysis and things like that. So I'm stoked for this weekend. So last but not least, uh, you've got the American Express tournament happening this weekend. Guys go from Hawaii to Los Angeles. Here's the thing, Aaron. They're going to be playing on three different courses. So they'll alternate. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they will alternate. The, they, they'll play at the, the on the Pete Dye Stadium course, the Jack Nicholas course, and the La Quinta course. The La Quinta course is the easiest course of the three. Jack's is the second easiest. The stadium course is the most difficult. And then on Sunday, whoever does make the cut will play on the stadium course. And there's quite a few plays that I do like here heading in. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Seamus Power to win, and you can get that at 28 to 1. Also, top five at 5 to 1, top 10 plus 275. Um, he is first in par four scoring, and that's the most important metric heading into this course in what they're going to need. He finished third at the Sony, and he played both at the Century and the Sony. And get this, 11 of the last 12 winners who win this week teed up at least one of the two in the previous week in Hawaii, whether it was the Century or the Sony. And Power teed up in both, made the cut in both, and has looked good. So in six of the nine last winners made the cut at the Sony. And like I said, power finished third at the Sony. So he's my guy. I'm also going to play him in those one and done golf leagues. I'm in four of them this season. So power is going to be my pick. Um, Also, I do like Chris Bez to finish in the top five at nine to one, top 10 at five to one, top 20 at plus 230. Um, He's got six wins so far. Uh, on on the European tour, he tied for 17 last week at the Sony, and he's great from outside his approach shots from 150 to 175. And last but not least, not last but not least, uh, Taylor Gooch to finish in the top five at four to one, top 10 as well at plus 225. He tied for fourth here back in 2019, and he's uh, he's he's at the top strokes gained T to green. Uh, he was excellent at the Sony. So he's coming in hot. So again, power 
Chris Bez, Gooch are three of the guys that I'm looking at. Again, power to win. Bez and Gooch to finish in the top five, top 10, top 20. You can get some plus odds with them as well. So those are the guys that I'm going to be eyeing heading into this weekend's slate of games. Aaron, any final thoughts before we sign off? No final thoughts besides good luck. Hope your bets hit and hope you enjoyed our podcast today. Absolutely. So again, for Anita Marks uh, and uh, Aaron Dolan, uh, that's it for today. 10 minutes, maybe we went a little bit longer. That's okay. Um, Do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the podcast. It helps us out tremendously. And of course, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Good luck. (laughs) 